Chapter One of A Deal with the Devil. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Angelique G. Campbell. January 2019. A Deal with the Devil by Eden Philpotts. Grandfather's Birthday before my grandpapa mr daniel dolphin comes down to breakfast on the morning of his hundredth birthday i may tell you something about him he has been married three times he has buried all his wives and all his children there were five of the latter resulting from grandpapa's three marriages but now i martha dolphin the only child of grandpapa's eldest son and the sole survivor and living descendant of daniel dolphin frankly it must be confessed that grandpapa has been an unprincipled man in his time among other inconveniences resulting from unedifying conduct he suffered five years imprisonment for forgery before i was born but when he turned ninety-five i think he honestly began to realize that this world is after all a mere temporary place of preparation and from that age up to the present moment i am dealing with the morning of his hundredth birthday he abandoned the things which once gave him pleasure and began to look seriously towards another and a better life beyond the grave indeed thanks to my ever-present warnings and the rev john murdoch's ministrations grandpapa from the time he was ninety-five kept as sober as honest and as innocent as one could wish to see any nonagenarian he regarded the future with quiet confidence now feared death no longer and alleged that his approaching end had no terrors for him the dear old fellow was very fond of me and he often said that but for his patient granddaughter he should never have turned from the broad downward road at all i can see him now coming into breakfast a marvellous man for his age bent he was and shrivelled as a brown pippin from last year's looks in june but his eyes were bright his intelligence was keen his wit and humour ever active his jokes most creditable for a man of such advanced age in his antique frilled shirt black stock long snuff-coloured coat and a velvet cap grandpapa looked a perfect picture i cannot say there was anything venerable about him but he would have made a splendid model for a miser or something of that sort many many happy returns of the day dear grandpapa said i hastening to kiss his withered cheek and to place a white rose from our little garden in his buttonhole thank you thank you martha have you got a present for the old man he asked in his sharp piping treble that i have dear grandpapa a big packet of the real rapee you always like so much good girl and this lord lord this is my hundredth birthday presently he wrestled with a poached egg and some bread and milk he spoiled his beautiful frilled shirt with the egg and used an expletive 
then he remembered a comic incident and began to chuckle in the middle of tea drinking and so choked i patted him on the back cleaned him up and pulled him together then sputtering and laughing all in a breath he turned to me gradually calmed down and spoke a dream it was a dream that came to me last night a vivid incubus mighty clear and mighty real it must have been the tapioca pudding at supper i told you it was awful tough indeed dearest one i made it myself well well to the dream i thought a figure stood at my bedside a figure much like that in the flames of the old stained-glass window at st paul's he wore horns too and certainly he had the manners of a gentleman of course we all know he is one it's in the bible or shakespeare or somewhere a fiend grandpapa the devil himself my dear and a very tidy personage too bless your life he bowed and scraped like a frenchman apologized for troubling me at such a late hour handed me my glasses that i might the better see the friendly look on his face and then asked me if i could spare him ten minutes you know nothing ever alarms me i'm saved if i understand parson murdoch rightly and therefore i've no need to be bothered about the other place or anybody in it don't talk like that grandpapa why not well fire away nicholas i said but candidly you've come to the wrong man if you imagine you'll do any business here i was off your books five years ago you know that well enough daniel he answered with more familiarity than i cared about daniel it is only because you are on my books for ninety-five years that i've dropped in this evening one good turn deserves another you are probably not aware of that in the ordinary course of events tomorrow morning the morning of your hundredth birthday will never come for you the sun will rise and find you lifeless clay your granddaughter will knock at your chamber door and receive no answer for your days are numbered your span of life handsome enough in all conscience is done but listen i can guarantee ten more years we only do these things for very old customers put yourself in my hands and ten more mundane years of life shall be yours 
here my grandpapa broke off to chuckle which he did very heartily then he took snuff and it dropped about his chart front where the poached egg had already fallen and imparted to the dear old man his usual appearance what are the terms nick i asked continued grandpapa the ordinary terms daniel he answered this is a little private speculation of my own and i want to point out the beauties of it to you because it's a bit out of the common even for me you see daniel as a rule we grant these extensions only to gentlemen in dire distress on the days before executions and so forth but in your case you might justly consider that no offer of increased life was worth accepting you are right more it would be a man cannot get any solid satisfaction out of life after he is a hundred years old the body at that age is a mere clog eating and drinking become a farce the pleasures of sense are dead as to brain even that's only a broken box full of tangled threads intellectual enjoyments are no longer for you not of course that they were ever your strong point you can only sit in the chimney corner now and blink and sleep and wait for death to come and roll you over with his pole-axe like the worn-out old animal you are no you shan't grow older then you shall grow younger if you please you shall cram another lifetime into the ten years which i promise each of them will extend over a period of ten earthly years that is the offer it should work out well for both of us read this i had the thing drafted in fact i did it myself to save time then he handed me a form of agreement duly stamped my dear grandpapa what an extraordinary nightmare it was i read the bond critically and for reasons which i cannot now remember determined to sign it grandfather well it was only a dream ten years more life remember that was worth a slight sacrifice a slight sacrifice grandpapa anyhow i said i'd sign and nick took a red feather out of his cap in a twinkling a matter of form he said 
one drop of venous blood is all we shall require then he dug the pen into my shoulder and politely handed it to me of course witnesses in these cases are very inconvenient proceeded nick but between gentlemen our bonds will be sufficiently binding so i signed and he bowed and wished me joy and went up the chimney but a funny coincidence is that this morning my shoulder has a round red mark upon it like a burn <laughs> a flea dearest one possibly in fact that is how i explained it to myself as you know a dream often occupies the briefest flash of time and it may be that some chance insect biting my shoulder produced a moment's irritation and was responsible for the entire vision but i still think it may have been that tapioca pudding mind you are more careful with my food in the future end of chapter one read by angelique g campbell january two thousand nineteen